Welcome to Mother Luck, an all things momhood podcast with your host, Romy and Alex. As new moms ourselves, we are starting to understand the ups and downs of new motherhood. From sleepless nights to joyful milestones, we'll discuss all the things related to raising babies and how we're handling it. Join us as we share tips, tricks, vent sessions, and stories that will make you laugh, cry, and everything in between because we're all surviving in this together. Hey, Mother Luck Mamas, this is Romy. And Alex. And this is episode one of season two. Yeah. Drum roll. Season two. We were here. Uh, I know. I would say this time last year we were filming or doing season one, but we didn't do that until like, what, March? Yeah, March or <laughs> April and March in May. Year. But we, the idea started on the first of the year, like the first day of the year. Yeah. So to be here a year later, super cool. I'm super proud yeah. of us. With the amazing guests we've had and all of that stuff is just very proud of this little piece of the internet. Yes. And I'm excited for the plans that we have for season two. Mm -hmm. I am excited that we even set like goals for the season. Like how many guests do we want to have? What kind of guests do we want to have? Um, We we want to do guys a spreadsheet of people we want to have on our podcast. Yes. And we want to do more content this year. And um, we're just finding the balance between motherhood and podcasting and working and being wives and all the things. So it's been really kind of a challenge, but we're getting there for season two. Worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in other more exciting news, we have our first guest of season two. So, Alex, I'm going to let you introduce her. Awesome. Yeah. So today we're going to have Elisa Myers, the founder, the mom of Brainiac inventor of the series Chill brand. Um, she's just, I don't know, so insightful, so intentional with her products. Um, and if you don't know what it is, they pretty much just take antiquated breast milk storage containers, like all the things you can imagine and make them for the modern mom. So I freaking love their brand and it's changed the game for me. So I am very excited to dive into this episode. Well, first of all, amazing intro. So glad you guys know about Series Chill. And um, yes, I've been stalking the podcast. I love the podcast. I love what you guys do for this community. As you said, I'm Lisa. I am a mom. I was a lawyer. I have two little ones. So Colin is they're not so little anymore. They're starting to grow up. It's terrible. But Colin's five, Tegan's nine. I've struggled with breastfeeding, being a working mom, you know, pumping at night, all the things. And uh, yeah, I started Series Chill, which started as breast milk storage and now is so much more than that. But I started Series Chill because the world was failing us moms. And you wanted to, you know, get back to your life or try to get some sleep. And uh, there were no good options. So yeah, no, that's, that's definitely why I'm here and so lucky to know you both and to have been part of Alex's journey for sure. Yeah, for sure. That kind of is a great segue into kind of telling us a little bit more as to why you started. So you said you were a working mom, the system fails us, which is so true, but it's like a game changer of a product. So I bet so much work went into this and I was hoping you could tell us a little bit more about the why and the how. So it's a big question, but one that I think can be answered most simply. So we sell products and these products help breastfeeding, formula feeding, trying to survive parents and definitely principally moms. 
we have a breast milk chiller that replaces coolers. So mm -hmm. coolers, you ladies know, last six to eight hours. I don't know about your day or your night, but that's not mine. <laughs> so, so we were just left in the lurch. You know, it's like having your hands tied behind your back and saying, one, two, three, go, keep your baby alive, get back to work or get back to your life, whatever that looks like. And it was literally impossible. That's just, it's, it was just impossible. So series chill is a nice grab and go under the radar bottle that looks like a thermos. You know, it used to be there were these bulky coolers. You had the freeze pack, you had to freeze overnight. And then all of this plastic that you had to wash and maintain. And every single mom saw that cooler. I mean, I think the, the dudes did too and knew what it was about, but the women saw and they were just like, Oh girl, I am so sorry. I've been there and you, everybody could not wait to set it on fire. Right? Mm -hmm. So my idea with series chill is that you have something beautiful under the radar, super easy, no more freeze packs. It lasts for over 20 hours. You can store more than a cooler can typically hold and you can use it for formula for breast milk to chill an entire bottle of wine in less than 20 minutes without diluting it. <laughs> I mean, options, right? Like that's being that. a mom. And, and then when you're done with your breastfeeding journey and all the wine that you may have needed to chill at some point, you have like the option to turn it into your favorite water bottle. We have a tea infuser, straw attachment. I don't know if you have oh, that yet, Alex, but you no, need it. No, I need that. Need it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and then a coffee lid. And so, yeah, it's just, it's thinking about sustainability. So it's a really long answer to your question. But for me, I'm not sure if I was cheap or practical. We'll go with practical. But I just didn't want to spend a ton of money on baby stuff that I knew was like headed for a landfill, right? Like it was just a matter of time before it was trash. And so with Series Chill, my dream for all of us, the three of us on this call, me and Alex in particular, but I think Romy <laughs> needs one um, as a water bottle slash wine chiller as well, is to be sitting on a beach, watching your child that you manage like pump for, breastfeed for, sustain for however long, playing in the surf, right? Like this kid's like nine, 10, 11, 12, playing in the ocean and you're sitting on a beach somewhere, drinking a daiquiri from your chiller thinking, I am amazing. <laughs> Like yes. I did this, like, I made this I happen. That. So yeah, yes. so that's your chill in a nutshell, a really long answer to your question. I, I wish so, I would have found you guys when I was still breastfeeding. Cause there was time that I had to throw away milk because I had to pump at work and I forgot, you know, a, somewhere to keep it and all the things. And I think I was in such a haze of, you know, being a new mom that I did, I just didn't do the research, but ever since Alex introduced me to it, I was like, mm -hmm. this exists. This is incredible. Everybody needs to know about it. So mm -hmm. I'm super happy that we're even talking about it to Absolutely. bring it up to other people that may not have known because we're Alex and I are moms at the same time. And I didn't know about it, but now I know. Now I know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's funny you say that because my friend actually recommended it to me because I was going to a work event like two hours away and it was last minute and they recommended a series chiller. And I didn't have it at the time. It was the next day. So I bought it. So for my next trip, I'd have it. Um, and I took it with me. I make commercials for a living and I took it with me to LA tw like 13 hour shoot days. So like I'd pack my ice in the morning and all my milk would stay there cold by the end of the day. And it was just, it made my life so much easier versus taking the lunch boxes that leak ice pack and 
all the things. I didn't know at the time that you guys had like the pump attachments that literally can pump straight into the bottle, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Like, so those are on my list to buy because that alone is also game changers, like a one-stop yes. shop collection. Yes, mm -hmm. I've been on the website for a couple weeks now. I'm like, whoa, they do this? And did it, now that I follow you guys on Instagram and I, like everything, like I, I will be prepared whenever I have a second child. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the whole thing is to have something to do with your baby stuff between kids too, right? So the other really exciting thing I wanted to tell you guys about, everything about Series Chill is about moms being incredible, leading their lives as people. So in the workforce, in your household, as a mom and as a person. And so this is the whole thing about baby bottles, right? Baby bottles are so, I always say institutional or industrial. They have like the measurements, you know what they are, not to name names, but you can like picture them in your head, right? And so whether they're plastic, glass, metal, they all look the same and they all scream baby bottle, just mm -hmm. like breast milk coolers scream breast milk coolers. And so between babies or after a baby, you're like, what do I do with all this? Do I keep it in this cupboard? Do I put it in the basement or the attic? Do I give it away, recycle it? What do I do? So I'm like, why can't baby bottles be super cool and fun and last forever? I was determined for baby bottles to be worthy of us as moms and everything we're trying to do. And then for the transition, right? To regular slash awesome life. So I invented my own, well, created my own um, baby bottle. So you can't totally see, but it's a glass bottle. It uh -huh. holds seven ounces on, and it's beautiful. It's square, so it doesn't roll off a table. Uh -huh. And it's easy for a baby or small handed person like myself mm -hmm. to hold. On one side, ounces are measured in lavender. And on the other side, milliliters are measured in, um, in rosemary. And so you have, you have like a silicone nipple. So you have no mm -hmm. plastic, just glass and then silicone. Mm -hmm. So you can put the silicone on and I don't have all of the awesome attachments, uh -huh. but it has the sleeve, right? So you can protect uh -huh. it with the sleeve, but it's borosilic glass. Then when you're done with this, like as a baby bottle, there is a sip top that will fit other glass bottles. Oh, wow. So for a toddler. Uh-huh. Um, That's where we're at then, now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm ready for you. But then yes. why can't, why can't we use it for everything we need? So a soap and lotion pump. A genius. A, I know. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And at my house, because I'm using it now, oil and vinegar spout. Right. Oh, so smart. different, yes. yeah, different colors, um, different, different accessories. So you can use it forever. You can take it to a friend's house as like a, you know, a flower vase with flowers mm -hmm. from your garden, if that's who you are, mm -hmm. or, you know, keep it on your kitchen counter in your bathroom on your nightstand. But yeah, I'm like, let's, let's make baby bottles way more than they are right now. This is incredible. Is I would have never thought of that, but I love to repurpose and reuse things, especially if it's already pretty. Like if it's already glass, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to find another use for it. So this is amazing. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I can find a place in your, um, your current toddler world. This is what we're yes. going for. <laughs> yes. Yes. So that leads me to our next question. Okay. So what is it like running 
a successful and impactful and sustainable business as a mother of two, entrepreneur, how do you manage? What keeps you motivated? So it's a big question and I hope you can understand it is. Um, so first of all, I love that you say I'm successful and I'm big. I still feel very small. I launched during COVID all by myself, mm -hmm. January of 2020. I have, as I said, my kids at the time were just teeny tiny and my husband was deployed in Iraq and I was working a day job to pay the bills. So, and I was fulfilling orders on the weekends and doing all the things. I do agree with you and consider myself successful in that we have impacted in the most positive and meaningful way, the journey of so many moms. There's what is so meaningful to me are the moms that reach out and say that there's no way I would have considered or been able to continue pumping without the products you created, which is overwhelming. It's, right. it's really, um, it's a huge compliment in a way that is hard to, it's almost hard to breathe, right? Mm -hmm. that, that I felt responsibility. that. <laughs> when you said that, I felt it. Like I put myself in your shoes and said, whoa, like that's powerful. It's so beautiful that it's like, it's, it's hard to be present. You know, I want to mm -hmm. just go somewhere and like go away. I, I, it, it feels too much because these are incredibly powerful women, whether, you know, they're, they're moms that are trying to keep their babies and themselves alive in a NICU setting, um, which is so overwhelming, or stay-at-home moms who are exclusively pumping through every day and every night to provide for their, you know, their infants and their toddlers, um, or they're going back to work and, you know, they finally aren't being forced to choose between a paycheck and the choices they want to make to be the parent that they want to be. So yeah, it's, it's the most incredible thing and the most uncomfortable thing I've experienced in my life. <laughs> I can only imagine. Not to say it's a burden because it's not, but it's it's heavy. It feels heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I um, but it so what keeps me going every day is that I know what it was like. I threw away thousands of ounces of breast milk when I would travel for work. And I know what it's like to feel that you failed your kids when you haven't, mm -hmm. but you, you put that on yourself because being a mom. And so I know how that feels and to be able to take a piece of that unnecessary burden from parents, but women in particular, it's a really mm -hmm. big deal. So that's like, there's no choice, but to keep going. I mean, you got to, right? You have to. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, fellow mother like mamas and dads who are brave enough to listen in. Just wanted to pop in and remind you that if you're enjoying our content, make sure you hit the follow button on our podcast about all things momhood. Honestly, it's like being part of an exclusive club, but without the secret handshakes. And while you're at it, make sure to rate and review our podcast to help others find us and grow our community. So I feel like we've checked through a lot, but like, did you imagine the growth you would have with your brand starting with a bottle and now you have like all of these amazing products? Is that kind of like what you were going for? Or it just happened. It's, it's so funny. I do. You guys ask the best questions. So no, I was, I have this crazy sense of fairness, whether it's because I'm, you know, an oldest child and that's like something that happens to you or I grew up on a farm. I'm a farm girl 
and I saw, you know, all the boys get ahead. And then I was, you know, I was in politics and I was a lawyer and I was always, you know, trying to keep up with the guys and not be a girl or a woman or a mom and be held back. And so I, I'm embarrassed to say it's like, you know, I never will call it imposter syndrome, but I created Series Chill because I, it's now become this rallying cry for so many moms that are so proud mm -hmm. of what they're doing. And I love every bit of that. For me, I was creating something that I thought the world was totally unfair and was not serving moms in the way they deserved. And it was beyond obnoxious and no one was going to do something about it except me. So it was more like a compulsion than a calling at first. I was doing it for myself because I needed something that would allow me to keep up with all these boys and be yeah. successful and still be the mom I wanted to be. That was under the radar that wouldn't scream, I'm a lactating mom that cares about my kid. And I'm like literally liquefying my body to keep them alive because <laughs> heaven forbid you communicate anything like that. Right. And then once it was out there in the world, it became this whole other thing where I became a better person and a better mom for being in this community of women that was sharing like wisdom and lifting each other up and giving advice and improving the world in such a meaningful way. So it started out as a very paternalistic, like, like buying into the patriarchy. I need to be successful and get ahead and there's nothing out there to help me. And I saw the other women around me st struggling and I thought I can do something about this. So it wasn't totally selfish, but it was much more selfish and limited than it is now. I mean, maybe yeah. I would love for you guys to be right or for me to feel like I could truly fit in. And I always had this as a piece of me and I was always destined to like be part of some bigger movement. But really, I give credit to the women that are part of this community and who are doing all the things every day. I mean, they are Olympic athletes that are like competing in the craziest circumstances, professional wrestlers, MMA fighters, but also exclusively pumping moms whose babies are unable to latch, who are, you know, pumping on two hour schedules, 24 hours a day for however long. I mean, just, just remarkable saints in my opinion. So yeah, I, um, I started out doing it for me because the world just seemed obnoxiously unfair. And I'll just say it. I always tell my kids not to say nothing stupid. It was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so we had to get smarter and it was going to take a mom to do it. So, you know, exactly. it, it just, it, it had well, to I was going to say, yes, <laughs> you mentioned like, uh, I think obviously it's a very patriarchal society that we live in, but I've seen a shift. It's a woman's and mom's world these days. So, you know, like these products, these amazing women creating these brands, you know, a podcast, whatever it's, it's changing the world. And you might not think it, you might have imposter syndrome, but it is. No, I breathe it in every day. It is um, just in the last three years. I mean, like this conversation and being able to speak with, with you and especially, 
I mean, that we're on a podcast and I'm always trying to do better, but you know, women of color having a podcast that I get to be speaking with you in this moment about how we can do better for moms and about breastfeeding. It's a, it's Mm -hmm. a, it's a really big deal. I don't know. It's uh, certainly meaningful for me. I think you guys probably feel it. This is, will be the last thing I say in answer to this question. (laughs) When you're living incredible lives and your moms, which is sometimes the same thing, you, it's hard to be exactly where you're supposed to be in any given moment, right? You could be working, you could be doing the laundry, you could be helping with homework, you could be feeding someone or putting them down for a nap. There's so many, or like making out with your husband, your partner, whatever. Like there's so many different things you could slash should be doing mm-hmm. for yourself, your child, or your husband, or your work. But it's so nice when you are exactly, when you have this moment where you know you are exactly where you were supposed to be, saying exactly what you need to be saying with the people that you need in that moment. And that's this, right? I don't know if it is for you guys, but for me, to be speaking with you guys, it's like, wow, there's nowhere else I should be. Not for my kids, not for my husband, not for myself, not for the world. Like this, this moment. This is what's so important. So anyway, oh, that's what I, I love am. that. That makes me happy. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I got chills. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was powerful. Um, you know so, the feeling, right? There's yeah, so no. many other places you could be. But you do have moments and it's so nice when you can recognize them. You're like, this is it. This. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Well, one more question about the same topic is where do you see the company going? Because you've only been open coming up on four years. Because we just we just started 2024, so coming up on four years. So. Yeah, <laughs> I know it feels so long already. Um, how far? How big do you want to see your company? So I never thought I'd be a CEO, um, and I certainly still don't consider myself an inventor. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the time being, no one else can do it better. Right. So there's just a few things left that that it really does take a mom. And once you open your eyes to what could change about the world, not necessarily what's wrong, but things that could be different and could improve the lives of people, you can't help but do something about it. And so once I was successful with the chiller, then I was like, nipple shields disappear. Did you guys have to use nipple shields at all? I should have. I didn't. And I went through a lot of pain because of it. But yes. Gosh. So, okay. Well, good and bad for you, Alex, but you made it through. So nipple shields disappear. They're tiny wisps of silicone that just are gone. The moment you set them down, they're gone. <laughs> I would wash the sheets. I did, We did not have a lot of money. I would wash the sheets. And I swear to you, I would find a thousand dollars worth of nipple shields in the sheets because they would just, you're like, oh, that's yeah. where they, went, they all went. But the thing is, is like when you need them to feed a baby and you don't have them, like your child could die of starvation and you could die of mastitis all within sight of food, right? Because Mm -hmm. like they're dependent. So I thought about it and I'm like, I'm just going to create thermochromic nipple shields. So um, my nipple shields are brightly colored and look like Mm -hmm. flowers at room temperature. And then they go transparent. They go neutral at body Mm -hmm. temperature. So you can find them when you need them, but then they don't interfere with breastfeeding 
when you're wearing them and using yeah, them with your, yeah, yeah exactly. Yes. So, so yeah, it's just stuff like that. So, wow, this is a really long answer to your question. I apologize, but I will keep doing this so long as there's no one else that could do it better. And right now I am the person that sees what moms need. And I feel that I make the most time to hear them. Um, not that other people don't care, but I think uh, because I'm standing in their shoes some of the time, but close enough that I understand when they're just adjacent to what I've experienced that I can do more. Also for women of color, I am, I am not the right person, but I feel like I, I don't know because of my life or my experience or who I have stood with, there's so much more that needs to be done and supporting. So I think that for, and I'm, I may not know, and I would love you guys educating me for Latina mothers, there's a lot of support around family and breastfeeding, but not as much around pumping. And so I think that makes it really hard for moms that are choosing pumping or have to pump and pumping is breastfeeding. It's actually 100%. more. It's, it's worse. It's <laughs> awful. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot. It is a lot, a lot. And then for African-American women and that whole history and everything that, that society has done to discourage breastfeeding in that community and to make anyone feel some sort of way about caring for their child in the way they want to, whether that's formula or breastfeeding, mm -hmm. is just criminal because yeah. breastfeeding is such a huge health issue for um, the mom and for the baby, like preventing SIDS, preventing breast cancer, preventing diabetes. I mean, huge, huge things. I mean, asthma, whatever, like let's, let's name all the big, terrible things we know and breastfeeding helps. Right. Right. And so, so for it to be a bougie thing to breastfeed, to be a white middle-class thing where you have the breaks and you have the tools and you have the education and you have the support to do it is criminal. Yeah. So the That's sooner exactly we, right. we bring about change there, the better. Well, I mean, Again, just back to fairness and it not being a disgusting criminal behavior by society. So sorry to get so upset about that. <laughs> I will keep doing this so long as people keep, keep screwing up. That's <laughs> Yeah, no, and I and like it that. probably I mean, will be for a while. Yeah. yeah, so I know me and Romy had a little bit different backgrounds. I was, my mom didn't breastfeed any of us, but she's Puerto Rican. So very Americanized culture. Romy's side of family, like, everybody pretty much breastfed, right? Like it'd be weird if you didn't. Um, I had no idea that people didn't breastfeed until I was like in high school. I was like, formula, what in the world is a formula? Like news <laughs> yeah. to me. But also all of my aunts, my mom, they didn't work. Like they were safe. I mean, let me take that back. They, <laughs> yeah, they weren't. <laughs> they were, they were stay at home moms, which is a full time job times yeah, 10. Yeah. But they weren't going into the office. Like they weren't, yeah you know, leaving the house. So, and I feel like maybe things would have been different if these type of products existed back then, but these, because these types of products do exist, Alex and I are able to go to work. 
I'll exactly. not able to yeah. go to LA to do a commercial or I don't you know, have we're to able worry to about or... not. Yeah. I don't have to worry about not having enough milk when I come back for a work trick that my baby won't breastfeed anymore. You know, like mm-hmm. it stays cold. I can make sure it's enough for me. I'm not getting mastitis. It's easy for me to pump all the things. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's a learned experience for sure. Yes. Agreed. You brought up some great points. I'm super happy that you brought this yeah. up because this is major. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the It's just, So there's a lot of like, we have to do more to like accept Mm -hmm. breastfeeding in public and like, Mm -hmm. you know, pumping is breastfeeding, but Mm -hmm. until there's really quality and until men start taking paternal leave and coming back to the office and needing to, you know, go get a kid from daycare or bottle feed a child or something, it's, it's not going to be equal. Um, And, you know, and that's a big part of the culture too. Like the, the offices I was in, the guys, it was like, oh yeah, you could take paternity leave and everybody would laugh their butts off because you were taking it. But maternity leave, oh yeah, no, those women were infirmed. Like we already knew they were going to be a huge burden. So like they can take off, like we don't even want to look at them so they can go. But yeah. And it's not, it's looked at as like a vacation and it's a million times not like (laughs) stop thinking that please. I had somebody tell me, Right before I was going on maternity leave. So what fun things are you going to do? A, a white male in his 40s. And I said, what fun things am I going to do? Keep myself and a human alive? That was <laughs> wild. What fun things are you going to do? I love it. Yeah. And it's, no, and and it's then- sad because I feel like sometimes women also delay announcing their pregnancy to their work mm-hmm. because they know they're going to be on like the mommy track. Oh yeah. No. And I'm so glad to hear you say that. Cause that's exactly how it was phrased where I worked before. Yep. I waited until it was like almost painfully obvious. So like all the men could think I was gaining weight, but like all of the paralegals and secretaries were like, she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I waited until I was like five months and like, eh. and then I went in, I'm like, I am going to kill it this year. I'm going to be amazing. This is how much money I'm going to bring in. I'm going to do all the things. I'm having a baby, but I'm not going to be out long. And it was like, just like moving on, you know, the whole thing. And so it's hard. I have, I'm like, I would love to get your lady's thoughts. I have a blog post. We try to do really practical things on the website. So we have really cool information about women who go to like sporting events and, you know, Mm -hmm. concerts, everything what you have to know, traveling with breast milk, all of the practical stuff. And then I have one that's like returning to work, the pump act, how you speak to your employer about giving you, you know, the breaks you need and the space you need to be able to pump. Um, But yeah, I would love to get your lady's thoughts on, um, you know, what else we could add to that and hear from your listeners about what their experience has been like. And, you know, what information, what wisdom they would love to share with other moms, what worked for them, because it's only by, you know, helping each other and sharing our wisdom that we're actually going to, you know, bring about real change. Yeah. That and taking control, running the world and the companies. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And something that just came to mind that I totally forgot about was Alex, you and I went to a football game and you were still breastfeeding at the time. Do you remember? Yeah, And nobody knew where the nursing room was. Like we, we walked like around people. for probably 30 minutes. My boob is starting to get hard. Like we walked, oh, yeah. like, I think we missed a quarter of the game. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and I wasn't, I wasn't breastfeeding at the time, but I wanted to help my friend find the nursing room. Like, you know, get her settled and then go back. I think we missed 
a quarter of the game just to because nobody knew we asked concession people we asked security yeah that was wild yeah i mean then you go in there and the room is nice but there's like eight women in a tiny room like either nursing actively or pumping and um offering each other whites which honestly like i probably equate a nursing room to what a men's locker room feels like of the camaraderie (laughs) because it was great from that perspective but other than that you know it left a lot to be desired (laughs) i'm amazed there were that many women i guess there was just the one in the whole stadium yeah yeah literally that like a teeny tiny tv so you could still watch the game but so let's move on to our next question even though you've already answered this i think you've already answered this can you tell us what your favorite part of this journey has been if it's if it's any different from what you've said earlier yeah so favorite part would it's related but it's realizing and i hope all of your listeners hear this and feel it that moms are capable of so much mm-hmm. and that, you know, they say, um, you know, what is it? Necessity is the mother of invention. Um, mother is the mother of invention. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all, you know, MacGyvers, we're all making it work every day. I do not have an engineering background. I can't math for the life of me. I mean, I was an English major. I, I was lucky enough, you know, to go to college, graduate from college. And then I, I went to law school at night, paid for myself to go to law school with a government mm-hmm. job. But I just found myself, I, you know, I would say I failed with my daughter and that I didn't breastfeed her. I supplemented with formula from almost day one because I didn't really understand what was going on. I didn't know any better. And then with my son, I was determined to do things differently, but I'm totally imperfect. I've supplemented with formula with both my kids. I threw away tons of breast milk and didn't have the right pumping schedule. But here I am speaking to you about helping moms to breastfeed and to meet their goals Mm -hmm. as women and as parents. And I, I would have done that. I wouldn't have thought I was capable of this. I filed my own provisional patent because I knew it needed to be done. And there were people around me who wanted to help. And when I accept their, I accepted their help, I was capable of so much more. So I think mm-hmm. I would encourage anyone that's listening to look at everything they've done and everything they're capable of. I think sometimes, especially for your listeners, if they're stay at home moms or they haven't changed jobs in a while, I don't know if this is true for you guys, but you don't get to really look at what you've done and how incredible you are. When you have to rewrite your resume, you're like, wow. And I hope yeah. this is okay to say, I'm a badass. Like I am a boss. Like mm-hmm. I, I have done, I, wow, I got that degree and I got that license and I have that training. And, you know, I was given these responsibilities and I accomplished these things and I, I totally killed it on these projects. And when you don't have a chance to really write it down and take a hard look at who you are and what you've accomplished. It's very easy to say, oh, I didn't, my body didn't bounce back from the baby the way I hoped, or well, like I didn't, like I burned dinner or I'm not exclusively breastfeeding or whatever it is. And to, to really hammer ourselves. And so mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe it would be a fun exercise. I should like do it. We should, we should write a blog or something together about writing a resume about, you know, just like 
how amazing we are and just apply for yeah. a job to be us. And it's almost impossible to meet all the requirements. And yet mm -hmm. we do every day, mm -hmm. right? One so million percent. <laughs> yeah. A couple things you mentioned how like you felt like kind of sad with your first child that you didn't breastfeed. I mean, your baby's alive. You, should, you know, like it's good, yeah. but also like they're saying what you know better. So you do better. Um, and the kind of reason why we created this podcast, because these are resources that we, we wish we would have had. So we were informed and, you know, like hopefully new moms listening, learn from our no better, do better scenarios. So they're in a position to succeed. I and love I that. Write no a better, resume of my mom achievements. Like I taught her how to, I taught her this alphabet letter today or like, that's major. Like, yeah, it might just yeah. be A, B and C, but like, that's huge. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Or she stood up for herself. She told somebody off that like, yes. she didn't get back on the sidewalk and she was like, there are no cars coming. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know if you've heard of this app and I'm sure you have Lisa. It's called the Huckleberry app. It's like to track, you know, like so you can no. track your baby's nursing. So like the how like which side they nurse on for how long their sleep, their diapers, like it all inclusive. But at the end of the year, they send you kind of like a Spotify wrapped of everything you've done for the year. So it tells you how many hours you nursed, how many diapers you changed. But that's kind of what that reminds me of. I'm like, yeah, oh gosh, we nursed over a thousand hours, like changed 2000 diapers. Um, but yeah, I love honestly, that. App. I did. I didn't know about it. I feel like I'm a bit of an old lady in that. Like some of the apps are totally lost on me, but um, it yeah, was no, so I handy. Love that. I love mm -hmm. that app. Cause I, you forget which side you just fed on five minutes ago. Yeah. You know? Like, I mean, yeah, I like it for you. just do the field test and you know, yes. but like when you're first starting out, you're like, I can't yeah. remember. Or like, did you sleep for five minutes or did you sleep for an hour? Like, I can't tell the yeah. difference right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to give that perspective to moms is they really get it. That's what I, mm -hmm. that's what I love. Moms and yeah. friends, like moms <laughs> and, co and parents, like. Yeah. Well, and I hope it's shareable so you can forward it to your partner or to your mom, to your 100%. auntie. And just be like, uh, in case you wondered what I was up to this year, why I haven't been in touch. I sent it expeditiously to my husband and said, look at this. <laughs> yes. So perfect. Um, I love it. Awesome. So, Elisa, we end every episode with, if you don't have anything else to add, your mother luck moment of the week. So something this week that made you a mother luck. Mm. Can it be this? I, I mean, sure. Can it? Can yeah. it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> So scoring this interview with you ladies um, and being able to have this conversation, you know, there's a million different women I can point to and cool stories and people who are achieving, but you guys are making huge leaps for moms. I think having these conversations and creating a community like this and then letting me have moments of it, listening to your podcast and then being part of the conversation. Yeah, it's this. If, if, if I'm allowed that. to choose this, it's this. Yeah, can, of course you can choose it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. And thank you so much for being on. Honestly, like I said, your reaching out was like, honestly, probably the highlight of the month for me. Um, just because I love your product. <laughs> it changed my traveling experience hands down. So uh, thanks again for agreeing to be on and joining us. Thanks, you guys. So this is a, a really big deal for me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Of course. That was so good. Like, I can't imagine a better episode for our first. Me neither. And if you follow us on social, we are actually going to be 
having a Series Chill giveaway. So we're super excited about that. But I'm super sad that I didn't get to use them while I was breastfeeding. But word of mouth is so powerful. And so now that you told me about them, and now that we had Lisa on here, whenever I have a second kid, I'm 1 million percent getting all the Series Chill products. But even now that I'm no longer a breastfeeding mama, I can still buy the, her products and use it as a water bottle or as a soap dispenser or as all sorts of things like that. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. I wish more brands were like this. Yeah. I'm going to get the, um, I mean, she talked about it on the episode, but like, so this is it, right? This is literally me just talking now. So whatever, if you guys are like, this is product placement whatever because i'm actually using a product but she has like little flip top thingy so i can turn this and just a regular water bottle or a tea i'm just like shook because yes i feel like a lot of brands just care about fast products things that you can just put out there people spend Mm -hmm. money like they want you to keep buying more and more product but i feel like with her line you buy one product and you can use it a million ways it's definitely quality over quantity yeah exactly Exactly. If you can tell me one bottle can, you know, store my breast milk and then when I'm done pumping can be my water bottle or my wine chiller, like my tea infuser, like, hello, sign me up. And not even that, like she's a mom who did this for moms. Like, that's what I love. Like aside from it's a great product. She has a great story too. She Mm -hmm. saw a need in the market and she filled it and she's what we call a mompreneur. And she, she made lives for moms everywhere easier. Yes, the impact she is making and the the whole company, not just her, because yeah. it takes yeah. the yeah. whole squad. <laughs> sure. Like what they're doing is life changing for hundreds and thousands of women, period. Yeah, I'm just so thankful. This is our first episode. Mm-hmm. What a way to start season two. And I cannot wait to see the fun things that we continue to do this season. It's going to be good. Yeah, if this is the start of season two, like but bring it on season out. two. <laughs> right. Hold your, yeah, Hold on. Because we're going quick. Yeah, I love it. Awesome. And with that, we are going to close the first episode of season two. Yay! More to come. Stay tuned. We have fun giveaways coming, fun content, all the things. I know, as always, if you have any recommendations or people you want to see on, DM us and we will try our best. Yes. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into Mother Luck, an all things momhood podcast. Remember, no matter how challenging it may seem, you're doing an amazing job as a parent. And whatever's working for you and your baby is what's right. If you have any questions or topics you'd like for us to discuss in future episodes, reach out to us on our social media channels listed in the show notes below. Until next time, keep rocking motherhood and cherishing every moment with your little ones. This is Romy and Alex signing off.